What's up, guys? I'm Jules Cruz. Welcome to Full Core Fresh. This is your stop for all the NBA news, fantasy updates, everything. Today, we're talking about Ben Simmons. We're talking about the new and improved 76ers and our fantasy picks for the week. And we'll talk about our next bet. Let's go. What's up, guys? I'm Jules Cruz. You can find me at Jules E. Cruz. On Instagram, Twitter, Kumu, everywhere. What's up, guys? I'm Nico Del Rey at Nico underscore Del underscore Ray. Instagram, Twitter, Kumu, all the above. And welcome to our show. We're going to dive right into the news. What's going on? So yeah, I, I I took it to the Sixers and to the to the Nets because that's where we are hearing a lot of buzz right now because the revenge game's coming up. You know, uh, March 11th, and True. Ben Simmons is delayed to return. Due to back soreness. We knew this fool was never playing in that game. I don't expect it to happen. What do you think? I don't know. Him and KD were talking a big game. I definitely do believe in his mental illness. Like, DeMar had depression for a little bit. And, um, you know, there's a lot of immense pressure. And Ben Simmons was in a new environment. I think that helped him a lot. And I think he was honestly gearing towards playing again. And now he has back soreness, conditioning issue. But I think, you know, if someone is really not feeling great about their status in the NBA, especially their mental health status, you definitely don't want to come into a game where everyone's going to be yelling at you and booing you. So, you know, maybe he may have legitimate back pain, but of course, I feel like if I'm the team, I would never encourage him to play in this game in the first place. I think that is, that's a scenario, but also having a team that supports you and they encourage you means a lot. Um, Speaking about ours, we've gotten a lot of gigs and a lot of them have been uh, iffy or like we're very nervous but having each other made me feel better and I think that environment that encouragement from Kyrie that encouragement from he had Seth there too and Katie I think that was honestly going to help him so what do you think about like Embiid kind of making little jabs at Ben Simmons throughout the week and especially I guess throughout the season but throughout this past week and past month he's been saying things like you know I had to kind of carry him through and I'm just glad to have like a teammate who's going to be playing and things like that yeah, and he was even saying things, calling out his character, like I just couldn't force him to come anymore and I was doing my part. Um, there were moments where he said, like, that's our brother, we still need to cheer for him. But at the end of the day, Embiid is a competitor, you know, MVP candidate. I think he he's also a little showtimey. He reminds me of a little Charles Barkley Shaq, you know, like longevity-wise. Like he says things that are a little jarring, that gets a reaction. Uh, he doesn't really mean it all the time, but there is a little grain, a little small grain of truth to everything he says. But I think at the end of the day, he still loves Ben Simmons. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that everyone in the NBA, I hope they all love each other. And True. That's, <laughs> Philadelphia, that's all I right? care for. Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. That's, see, exactly. See? And exactly. they kicked him out, but it's all right. We get it. <laughs> um, uh, piggybacking off that, the two games that they've had hard in the 76ers, they've been averaging 129 points in each in those games. Um, Harden and Embiid, Went to the line almost 60 times between those two in two games. That's 30 points right there. That's awful. <laughs> no, it's respect. Awful, like, no, no, truly, truly, I, I do think it's like very impressive. And I think that as much as we want to complain about the way that we call fouls and the way that the game is played, if it's called like that, why wouldn't you do that? Why would people get mad at Embiid or mad at, at Harden? And I think they're incredible players. And I just... Like, I can't be mad at, at their hustle, at the, at the way that they run this game. I think they're such an incredible duo 
uh, that the league hasn't seen in quite some time that I want to make a bet that they'll be Eastern Conference champs. They're pretty great, but, you know, I don't know. I still like the Nets. They got some good, you know, pickups with that trade. And also, KD gets back, and it's going to be different. And they're going to be, like, maybe a low seed, which is going to be wild to see like one of the best teams in the NBA be an eighth, seventh seed, which is crazy to think about. Um, yeah, sorry, not to interrupt the pod, but, you know, Jason's saying it's tough love to be in Philadelphia. A lot of Philadelphia fans say, you know, we got tough love. I hear Kevin Hart saying that all the time. It's just a different city. And the way that they, you know, they treat their players. And I totally get that. I totally get that. So some people aren't cut out for that. And I feel like the same way the Lakers, obviously, we bully people at the Lakers. Oh. Like, we were making fun of, like, KCP Dwight. a ton the past couple of years. Uh, who else? Dwight. Everyone, that was the initial one. Dwight, when he first came. And yes. he was going to be, like, all Showtime, the second Superman. There are some cities you have to be prepared and you have to be a different type of player to thrive in. And I, you know, it's... It shouldn't be it should be frowned upon to say that, you know, this is not the environment I want to be in, I think. The way that we say like, you know, he, like Ben Simmons, he couldn't cut it out, whatever he's not good enough, he couldn't make it out there. But if it's not your environment, let's just be honest about it and not go there. If people with the Lakers, I get it if you don't feel like you can handle it. Um, you know, I feel like Lonzo Ball, remember his first year? He had moments, but he's also struggling a lot and I think the the limelight initially was too much for him and now he looks like he's gonna be able to pick it up, but we shouldn't frown on, like, shouldn't clown people for saying they're not ready for something. Yeah, most definitely. And going into that more so, your claim to the Nets being whatever contenders, I don't really believe that. Um, New York, the mayor lifts the vaccine mandate. However, Kyrie is under the private mandate, and he's still ineligible to. He is still ineligible to play home games. Um, he's allowed to attend but not participate. So I think your case for them to still make a push is not. A very good case. We'll see. I heard the next month we should be able to see him play soon. Hopefully something changes. Um, but when he does play, man, they're like they're crazy. He he went crazy the other night. You saw that game. Him and Seth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that Seth was kind of um, not really the focal point of that trade was kind of wild to me because I'm like this dude, and we said it on the pod. I don't know, two or three weeks ago, like this guy, this guy will will deliver for them, and he went off the other night. So. Um, yeah, man, I, I just, I just like, it's so hard. Like it just start uh, the NBA is just a star power league. If you have stars, it's just, it's hard to beat them. I think it's also interesting that they're able to reconnect after so many years being gone from Duke, but maybe some of those underlying system tendencies are still there. So they function well. Yeah. Possibility. Sure. Moving on. We'll talk about Chris Paul's injury. The Suns are one and two since his absence. Do you feel like this is the Suns moving forward or they're going to adjust and bounce back? I was kind of intrigued by their new starting lineup. They're starting Devin Booker out at point guard. I think this is also a great opportunity for people to realize how good Chris Paul is and how important it is to have a real point guard on your team. I think as someone who played point guard like my entire life, you there's so much more to it than just like giving getting assists passing the ball around it's it's energy it's it's movement it's rhythm and it's like every single play is focused around the energy that you give others Mm -hmm. and i think without chris paul there things just probably feel like not not the same and this is a good time to realize how important he is i think yeah most definitely uh last two things a little more light um 
Michael Porter Jr. is possible to return at the end of March. He doesn't really play into fantasy, but do you see him returning to form that he did last year or his subpar numbers he was putting at the beginning of the year, although he was struggling with his um, his injury, with his pain? I trust him to get back, and I think that Denver's going to be very, very scary once they get everyone back. Yeah, they need him. They're, they're in like sixth, you know, dropping a little further. They definitely need him. Yeah, but especially next year. Like, I think this year, maybe... Maybe a couple wins, maybe a series at most. But next year, I can see them being top three in the in the West just because it's like Jokic and they're going to be very explosive. Yeah, and then uh, just the off-topic, curious on your take. Uh, amidst Sunday's All-Star game, uh, we were streaming, so we didn't get to see it. But Magic, uh, Jordan approaches Magic Johnson. He's like, get your shoes on right now. I'll play you one-on-one. <laughs> and Magic laughs and walks away. Who would you, if you had to put money on right now? Right now, at their current age, you mean? Yeah. I'm picking... Okay, here's what I'm... Okay, obviously, I'm picking Michael Jordan. But here's why I'm picking it. When I was eight years old, I mm-hmm. went to a celebrity basketball game. And it was Magic Johnson's team versus, like, the Globetrotters or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Magic Johnson lost the game. Like, he didn't play well in this game. Mm-hmm. And he was so embarrassed that he played poorly that he didn't show up to the, like, meet and greet after. So I was heartbroken. So I was like, listen, Magic, I'm never trusting you again. I'm going Michael Jordan. It's a personal thing with me, you know what I mean? One-on-one, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, as we were talking, uh, Magic's a facilitator. He he's, he will elevate his team and bring them to the next level, but one on one, nah. You're right. I was just sure. curious if you'd be like the hot take and you'd be like, oh, magic all the way. I don't know. No, no. he no. broke my heart. Why would I pick him? <sighs> all right, we're gonna bring it to the injury section. Um, Clay out with an illness. Draymond is back to limited practice as of today, so his three to four week timetable still looks good. Uh, unlike Paul George, he still has no timetable, and neither does Kawhi. So they. Probably will not be back this season, despite the Clippers kind of looking decent. Um, Kyle Lowry is out for personal reasons. Hopefully that doesn't take too long. Um, after his one-year absence due to injury, Markel Fultz is returning tomorrow, Monday. Wild. That's the schedule. I'm excited yes. for that. Yes. But his numbers, I don't know. I think we remember like those little flares of Markel Fultz. But if you look at his season that he had last year, it's just like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I I just, I hate to see a player, like, so talented not be able to play. You know, Mm -hmm. like, like playing and playing bad is one thing, but just not having a chance to really show off and, like, get comfortable Mm is so sad to see. So I really hope he does well. And and lastly, uh, two people that I think that help fantasy teams but will be out also is Lance Stevenson and KPJ. All right, so who are your pickups for the week? All right, for the pick-me-ups. Um... Uh, we always try and look for low rostered people, but I'm going to start with my highest percentage rostered is at 31%. Jay Crowder from the Phoenix Suns. He's averaging 15 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, 2.6 three-point made, and 2.3 steals. So that's where he's really like doing well for your team is the almost three, almost three threes and almost three steals, and he's shooting about 50%. Um, like you were saying, they look the same without Chris Paul there. So with him out, he's actually playing pretty well, albeit they have lost two in a row. 
So if his minutes change or the rotation changes, that could influence his stock. But as of right now, you should ride him while he's hot. So my first pick, I'm going with Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann, because um, not only <laughs> not only did he torch the Lakers the other night um, in a game that I fully watched in in torture, but the other night before that, he also had 20. So he had 20 against Houston, and he had 19 against the Lakers. And with that, he had 10 boards and 8 boards. So for a guard to be getting you boards like that is pretty solid. Also, you're going to get about two steals per game, a couple of assists here and there. Low turnovers if you're in a categories league. But he's he's producing right now, so roll with him. Nice. Can you go back to back and uh, tell us your second pick? For my second pick, I'm going with Cam Johnson. Kind of for the same reasons that you're rolling with Crowder. I saw that Cam Johnson was starting with with Booker, and I think he's going to get a little more a little more burn because of it. He had 23 tonight with five assists and four rebounds. He had 15 the other night, and before that he had 21 points. And he also had a steal on the block yesterday. So, you know, it's mostly for points, but he's going to give you a couple of things additionally. Nice. You took Terrence Mann from the Clippers. I'm taking Trey Mann from OKC, 18% rostered. Um, since All-Star, he's been getting 32 minutes uh, because Josh Giddy is out. Um, before that, he was averaging 19. Um, but he played next to SGA, so that could trend up. But in those two games, he put up 16.5 points. 4.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists, and then also three steals. So the steals, the scoring, and then the 5-5 five and five is actually really solid moving forward. Yeah. Um, I, I had him last week, so I'm riding him twice, you know? Cool. I didn't say that. I had him last week, so I'm going to put him in twice. Now I'm going to keep that in. What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and I'll go back to back with my last one. I really like this guy, Isaiah Jackson, uh, Indiana. He is only 15% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. He's averaging 14 points, 5 rebounds, shooting at 77% from the field. But he's averaging 4 blocks in those two games. And that's all within 20 minutes. So uh, 20 to 23, and it's trending upward because of Miles Turner. I would take the gamble on him. Yeah. For my last pick, I'm going with Daniel Gafford. He had 14 points tonight, 17 the other night. Um, about seven boards and low turnovers as well. And you're going to get a block in, in there as well. Um, but he's averaging about like half a block to a block um, per game. But I, I'm just going to roll with him because I think that, you know, with everyone out over there in Washington, especially with Kuz just going off and handling all the scoring mostly, um, Gafford will be able to, to slide into that role of the big and just uh, take all the leftover stats that they need. Nice. I dig it. Um, honorable mentions, I had two of them. They're honorable mentions because they are both above 60% rostered. So here at Full Court Fresh, we kind of try and give you the nitty-gritty who can help you out, um, not the popular ones because they might not be eligible in your league. Uh, Jalen Green, he's a good source of points, threes, and steals. And he's shooting better percentages, and he's toning down his turnovers. That's really good. Second honorable mention, we have Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh 62% roster, he's averaging 20 points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal, two and a half threes. Uh, just a great couple of games. And, you know, especially with KP being gone, we found out that he's going to probably step up and be a, uh, the second to the third option for Luka. And we'll just see how it works out going forward. Okay, so here's the deal. Every single week, Nico and I are going to do a bet. 
And this week, the bet is you have to get your eyebrows threaded. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to pick one player from our fantasy picks, and whoever does worse needs to do the bet. So, Nico, who is your pick this week? I'm going to go with Isaiah Jackson. Okay. Okay. I'm going with Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann? Okay. Yes. Nice, nice. Isaiah Jackson versus Terrence Mann, whoever Yahoo puts as the better average rank. Cool. Perfect. Sounds like a plan. Loser gets their eyebrows threaded. Terrence Mann, eyebrows threaded. That's in the doc, so it's good. It's it's official. Yeah, it's official. So Sarah or Tessa, whoever, if they know how to thread eyebrows, will do it in the studio. <laughs> Even or if you don't know how to do it, you're doing it. <sighs> just kidding. I can. I I know some spots. You know some spots, and we'll just we'll just um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Or we yeah, or we video or we do it right before the show and then we do the whole stream with clean eyebrows. One of us. Just like yeah. freshly, freshly Totally. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right, blind draft. So here's how this game works. I'm gonna give you two players. I texted it to you, Jules. We have a few rounds. It. Okay. It'll be quick. Um open up that first one. Okay. If you don't mind just reading off both of their their stats really quick. And okay. then seeing who you would rather who would you rather have on your team, blind draft. Sure. So we have player A averaging what's that forty percent field goal percentage, eighty seven percent free throw percentage, four threes, twenty one points, four point five rebounds, and almost seven assists with one point six steals. That's yes, player sir. A. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Player B is four point two field goal percentage. We got Oh, 92% free throws, 4.6 three-pointers, 25 points, 5 rebounds, and 6.5 assists, and almost the same amount of steals as well. Who am I picking for these? Yeah, who are you going to pick? Like, Who are you going to use your draft on? Yeah, I'm looking at the stats. I got to go, go with player B. Player B? Yeah, I got to go with player B. So, you know, a little interesting fact about player B. I also chose this because I want to see, like, where they were drafted within everything. Okay. Player A is our boy, Fred Van Vliet. Oh. Average draft pick. Yeah, right? Fred Van Vliet killing it. Solid. Average draft pick was 23.8. And player... Oh, sorry. Player A is Van Vliet. Player B is Steph Curry. That's, so he's, put, he's putting up close to Steph That's numbers. pretty close. Yeah, and then Steph was third overall, so you really got your value pick over there. Wow. All no, right. no, Van Vliet is is super solid. I mean, like, super have you ever wa- have you ever watched him just play like in his runs? There's a bunch of YouTube videos where he's just like balling with a bunch of people, and he's like dominating them. No, I haven't really. Yeah, there's like there's one video I watched where he's playing someone in college, and then like mm-hmm. someone who was like undrafted, and mm-hmm. the skill level difference between NBA player, college player, and someone who's undrafted is wild like he's like he drops like i think he like does not like get stopped at all he's just that good he's solid also um side note yeah yeah, for everybody what's up no jason saw that video too wow yeah and and side note uh our very own trace gainer uh works with fred van vliet's podcast oh yeah remember that when he told us that i was like he's like oh fred van vliet's a basketball player i was like yes what he's like i work on his podcast like bro we've been doing this podcast for like three weeks you gotta tell us this stuff (laughs) So yeah, he just casually dropped that in there for all of us. So 
Cool. Moving on to uh, the second. Uh, player A, he is shooting 36 from the field. He's averaging 1.7 threes, 13 points, 4 boards, almost 7 assists, 1.4 steals. Player B is shooting better from the field, 46%. However, they're pretty much the same. 2 three-point made, 14 points, 3.9 rebounds, 7.8 assists. So he's averaging... Uh, better field goal percentages, and then about an extra assist. Who do you think are the two players? And these are both uh, point guard shooting guards. They're both point guard shooting guards. Almost 10 assists, huh? Who has 10 assists right now? Chris Paul? No. Dang. Surprisingly, though, my boy yeah. on the left, coming in at the average draft pick of 176 overalls, Ricky Rubio. My boy on the right, coming in at 54 draft pick, is Tyrese Halliburton. Man, I love Tyrese Halliburton. Right. But, like, look at these players coming out of nowhere. If you if you just fight for the wire, you can get a top 50 player easily. All right. Very last one while we get to it. Um, oh, sorry. Two more. I'm sorry. Two more. Uh, player A, he's averaging 21 points, six boards, six assists two steals player b is averaging 28 points five boards five assists one steal so he's lacking in the extra categories however he is scoring better they are both small forward power forward position one was drafted at 18 one was drafted at 54 53.9 who would you rather have i'm going with i'm going with b i think b right yeah he sounds like yeah my boy coming in at the average draft pick of 53.9, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Player A, Jimmy Butler at 18th overall. So that's very interesting. That's true. Yeah. Damn. Dang, DeRozan yeah. gave 20. And DeRozan's right ranked, yeah, he's ranked 10 right now, according On to Fantasy Pros. 28 points with point six threes. Mm-hmm. He's changing mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um. Okay, our very last one. Um, player B on the left. This is a weird one to me, but it's just interesting. You might have seen this. Player B on the left, or player B, player A, 25 points, 7.7 assists, 4.1 rebounds. Player B, 26 points, 6.8 assists, 5.9 rebounds. Mm. Both shooting about 45, short 50%. Yeah, pretty similar. I got to go with. I got to go with with B, right? You got to go with B, right? That's yeah. John Morant. That is mm. John Morant. Any guesses on player A? If you get player A, I'll eat the gooey duck. I mean, we might both bite, but... <laughs> 25, 7, and 4? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I don't know. Wait, is it a guard or a small forward? They're both point guys shooting guards. Oh. Is it? It's a it's a borderline trick question. Oh really? Yeah. I was cause I was gonna say Braun initially, but then it's yeah. like he is yeah because he's but it's only four rebounds. Who is it? That's Derrick Rose's MVP year in 2010-2011. Oh 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 oh. oh. 
That's crazy, like Jaws putting up MVP numbers, and it's just so unheard of. And I mean, I mean, not unheard of, but it's so overshadowed by Embiid, Jokic, Steph, everybody else. But he's putting up MVP True. numbers. Yeah, no, yeah. really good. The last one I had, but it was just overkill. It was um, LeBron drafted uh, twenty four, and Luca drafted uh, two, and they're putting up the same numbers, like about twenty five, eight, and eight. I think Luca has twenty five, nine, nine. Yeah. That's like dang. Triple double monsters, and you could have got that in the back of the second half. But yeah, our little blind draft segment. Sometimes like the that. top rounders aren't always who we think they are. So, all right, I think that wraps it up. I just wanted to play that little thing. Um, awesome, that was a good show. I like that. We got to meet a lot of new people. We got to totally make do with our marathon and our drive, you know. But we made it happen, bro. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at Full Core Fresh. Our podcast goes live every Monday, and we stream every Sunday night on Kumu at 7 p.m. PST. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you soon.